Hi everyone, it's Maddie Mackey here with the Outcome Mastery podcast series. Today I have Shannon Taruk with me who runs Spiritual Millennial and Cafe Confidence podcast. Welcome, Shannon. Hi Maddie, thanks for having me on. I just finished a workout, so I'm in my athletic attire today. Yes, um, I just rolled out of bed, so here we are, (laughs) entrepreneur lifestyle, right? I love it. Working from anywhere, anytime, any place. Exactly. And wearing anything you want because we created this life so we could have this freedom. Exactly. It's very nice. There's lots of, you know, obvious responsibilities and some not so obvious that come with it, but lots of twists and turns on the path. But at least we can just roll out of bed and make money and have, you know, conscious conversations like this and not have to go very far. Exactly. Um, Well, tell us a little bit about Spiritual Millennial and about yourself and how you got into the whole holistic coaching world. Absolutely. So I found my spiritual journey basically because I was going through really challenging times in my life. I was... it it was my junior year of college and everything that I thought was my identity. Like I got a full ride to college. I was in this relationship. You know, I was always this girl that was winning at life. You know, I would party and do well in school. And it was just like everything I would always get. It felt like I was on this winning streak. It all started crumbling down. I was I'll put on probation because I was failing my classes. My boyfriend broke up with me. Um, I like barely could function. Like I just like didn't even want to go out anymore. I used to like love partying, but I was just in such a place where I had no more energy and I was so confused that I felt like every everything I thought I was like didn't make sense anymore. And it was, that's how I could describe depression. And I didn't even realize I was depressed but I had nowhere else to turn and I didn't want to hurt myself and I didn't even want to tell people I was sad. So all I turned to was books and I started turning to like, what's your soul? And I was reading like may cause miracles by um, Gabby Bernstein. And I found this new world of actually understanding who you are and controlling your mind. And, you know, also stumbling across the secret where I was like, oh my gosh, I can really change my life. I can really change my life by changing my thoughts. And once I really applied that principle, um, everything started to shift. Everything started to take off. And when I discovered that secret, I felt like I had to share it with everybody else. The Secret is such like a transformational book (laughs) movie. Like I just talked to so many people about like once they found it, they were like, oh, this makes sense. Like this is what it's all about. Um, And isn't it crazy how like those difficult times we go through just kind of force us to have these like huge rebirths, like everything just starts to crumble. So crazy. Crazy and amazing. It's just at the time you're like, what is going on? And it was like my parents, they grew up super Catholic. So I don't know, you know, someone watching this, they could relate to this, but I didn't quite believe in everything that they were preaching about in the Catholic religion. And I hated going to church. So for a while, 
you know, even though I grew up going to church every single Sunday, when I went off to college, I totally let that go. I was like, I'm in control. I get to do whatever I want. And then I stopped going. And the one thing, even though like I didn't really embrace all of it, going every single Sunday helped me practice and connect back to my soul. So when I had no form of that, and I was starting to fall and crumble and like go through life's challenges and I had nothing else to lean on but my own strength, I felt really lost. So when I um, found these books and I started reading more about spiritual development, I realized like, okay, like Catholicism, it's not just one way. Like if I don't want to go to church, that's not the only way I can connect with God. I can really develop my own connection and my own understanding with spirituality. So I really started to explore those ways. And, you know, along with that, um, helped me release a lot of limiting beliefs. Like, you know, I'm not bad if I don't go to church and I can really create my reality and I don't have to fear God. God actually loves me and wants me to do well. And just changing that mindset also helped me take a lot of control and manifest this dream life that I have. I love it. And I do think so many people can relate to the whole church and, you know, religious programming thing on whatever level they were programmed with. Because I myself, same thing, went to Catholic school for a majority of my life. And I felt like when I moved out, like this resistance, you know, where I'm like, I'm never going back. Like, this is horrible. And then now, like, as I've kind of transitioned, I love going to mm -hmm. churches of any denomination and any type because I just love to just be in the space of people believing in God, even if it's not, you know, whatever I believe in, or even if like the story is behind it aren't resonating it's still just like such a powerful like center and space to get together with people i agree just being in that collective energy it it's a very healing experience and um i had to battle with that you know i felt like it's either all or nothing but mm -hmm. everyone can create their own experience and i love that you go to other different churches too and you just like to experience how other people practice and believe because that's what it is at the end of the day everybody has their own unique practice to their spirituality what's most important is that you have some sort of practice because if you have nothing then that's when things you can let life get the best of you yeah and i think a huge part of that journey is stepping outside of the like circle or the ring of whatever belief system you might have been raised to believe in or you currently believe in and finding your own within yourself because then you can literally place yourself within any belief system and just from like a basic level of respect honor like what the people are doing there and what their ceremonial purposes are and you know whether even if they're like sitting around like praising the devil like you could still find some sort of like you know holiness in that or like honoring the dark you know or whatever <laughs> you know like I can really like see any perspective now but it took just full removal from it for so long and that like experimentation period yeah I agree it's so like I mean, there's people like me, I do full moon practices and new moon practices, but I'm sure some people are like, what? Like you're doing celebrations based on the moon phases? And I'm like, yeah, cause that resonates with me. So if there's something that resonates with people and other people, I would say, you know, explore that because our soul wants some sort of 
nurturing. You know, we go to the gym and we work out our bodies. We like to take classes and go to school and get new certifications because we love increasing our knowledge and our mindset. But, you know, something like nurturing your soul, it's not yet mainstream. You know, a lot of people, the, the only thing they could think about is like, oh, I'm going to go to yoga to refuel. But there's so many in other ways besides yoga, even though yoga is amazing. There's like meditation um, and other things that we could just go down the rabbit hole in. Exactly. Even just like sitting with a cup of tea, you know, once a day or going to the gym or you can really turn anything. You could turn like going and smoking a joint into a meditation, like if you wanted to, just because I think we get so wrapped up in like what other people are going to think about us or, you know, is this right? Am I following the right rules? And in my opinion, if anyone's coming to me telling me that I'm doing something wrong, like with all due respect, I'm like, thank you. But like, you obviously haven't like done enough exploration yourself if you're going to sit here and tell me that the way I'm living my life is bothering you as long as I'm like not directly like hurting anyone you know uh, yeah you make a really good point because the people that are most judgmental are judgmental on their themselves when you really release the judgment that you put on yourself you start to release the judgment that you have you put on other people yeah, and I've been noticing that a lot, and I'm sure a lot of listeners also probably have noticed this in people in their lives, like with my loved ones, mm-hmm. um, and people's projections of belief systems, where I just have to, like, it's hard, you know, with a loved one, it's way harder, because, like, you have to stand your ground, and you want to be respectful, but, like, when you've been doing this work for 10 plus years, and someone tries to tell you, like, oh, that's not right, or, oh, um, like, I don't agree with that, or I don't think you should do it this way, and I'm like, well, I've been doing it this way for 10 years and it's been going fine. Like, thank you for that opinion, though. Like having those conversations, I think, can be really conflicting and can almost put like relationships on the line. Yeah, it's always hard because when we hear that judgment from strangers, we're like, OK, I don't know you like. I don't really care if you're judging me, but when we have judgments from like our parents or from our loved ones or our best friends, it, it can hurt us because we just, we're like, wait, I thought you loved me unconditionally. And then when people put those judgments, we feel like there's conditions, there's this feeling of I have to be this certain way in order for you to love me. And that's when, you know, a lot of times, one of the actually, one of the Uh, books that started my spiritual journey was called The Four Agreements. And I read that. It's such a good book. I read that book because when my boyfriend and I broke up, we were so toxic for each other. I broke up with him like about 20 times, like no joke. In the span of two years, he broke up with me. It was just so back and forth. And, you know, I recognized that even though I was this positive person on the outside, I had a lot of negative thoughts and thoughts of fear um, going on in my head. And I would project, I would end up projecting that out sometimes so when I was failing at my classes and the relationship was going to shit and I had to tell my parents I'm not this like perfect daughter they thought I was you know um I I wanted to change things around I was like I want to think positively and I want to also show up like I want to be as positive as I look like on the outside and feel that way on the inside and when I read the four agreements um one of the biggest things that stuck out to me was like uh a lot of times when people are reacting, it's not because of what you said or what you did. It's actually what they went through 
that day or that past month or that past year and all of a sudden you set something at um, set something off in them and they took it out on you. So learning how to not take things personally was a big spiritual journey on my own. Absolutely. And I think we can notice that in ourselves, like also when we take things personally and then note it's, I mean, it's probably easier to notice when someone else is doing it. So we're like, what? Like your triggers can <laughs> off. Like, what are you getting mad at me for? Yeah. Um, but then even catching that within yourself, like when you accidentally project on other people, I think is so like, for me, that was like a huge like clicker when I finally started being like, Oh my God, like I just did the thing. Like, okay, I got to like, take a step back. Like, how do I like repair the situation? Like, like what part of me did I just like throw up on someone else that like now I need to kind of clean up the mess. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a long, it's a lifelong journey. I mean, Yeah, I could, oh gosh, we could go on so many levels of there. One of the things like that I found really helpful, and again, this goes with like finding your own spiritual practice and developing your own spiritual practice. Um, You know, for the longest time before I went full time as a spiritual coach, I was working in the corporate world. Again, I came from the background of doing really well in school, getting a scholarship off of merit, doing really well in my classes. So then it equated to doing really well in the corporate life. And that's what I realized, like school really sets you up to do really well taking other people's orders. Mm. Here's the curriculum. These are the instructions. This is what you do. And this is what you you need to do to get an A. So when I, I felt this internal calling to become a spiritual coach, it was like, my brain and my programming was like going haywire. It was like mayday, mayday, because you know this, like when you start a business, there is no, there is no um, curriculum. You know, you could have a business plan, but it might work and it might not. Just because you follow the plan doesn't mean you're going to get an A. And I'm, I'm over here like, what, everything, like everything I used to operate on isn't working anymore. And I learned that I have to really trust my intuition. And one thing that helped me feel safe about making that decision was looking into my birth chart because your birth chart and have you ever got your birth chart read yes it i'm super into astrology so i'm like obsessed with it that's so cool so um your birth chart yeah so once i actually understood my birth chart and i started reading it i was like oh my gosh like everything I was feeling about being the spiritual teacher, going on the spiritual path was literally all outlined in my birth chart. And so that gave me like the mental safeness sort of say to know that like, okay, I can trust myself. I'm going on the right path and following this path, even though it's unsure and nothing's guaranteed, I know this is going to make my soul feel fulfilled. And that was the greatest decision I could make. I love that. I think the birth chart can be such a grounding experience for people to just have that safety net, like you said. And then the other thing that popped into my head when you said that was for women, um, their flow and their moon cycle. And for me, like the combination of those two things and like applying it specifically to business things and knowing like, okay, when I'm ovulating, like I'm ready to like get out there and produce and network and like, you know, my body's like really open energetically and like wants to chit chat all day. And then there's certain times when, 
you know, I'm definitely going to like recluse a little more. Like I'm going to like parts of my birth chart kind of come in where I'm like, oh, I'm more of like an inside person or, you know, I'm more like independent. I'm just going to stay home and like do those parts of my work. And using those to your advantage are just so amazing because it kind of gives you the structure that like biologically and astrologically, like this all level structure that you can just rely on the same way a school schedule would kind of give you. So true. I love that. We will have to chat more about your birth chart because I'm all about that. And I don't, do you remember what your North node is? Oh, I did oh, that the other day. Um, shoot. What is my North node? It's funny because Drew and I have the same one. And Oh, wow. Brain. I'm like, I can look it up really quick. <laughs> All connected. Yeah, because your North Node, like, well, it's basically everything that you, you don't want to walk towards, but you know you have to. It's like that, those challenges that's going to up-level your soul to the next level. Yeah. And, like, for mine, my North Node was in Sagittarius, and it was in the first house. And the opposite is Gemini and in the seventh house. So like what I felt comfortable with um, was uh, working with other people, like building other companies, always just learning, using my logic. But really my soul was like, no, this is the lifetime where you break away. You do your own thing. And you don't, you don't rely on logic. You have to rely on that intuition, that Sagittarius part of you. So everything that I was so comfortable with, I had to actually move away and break away in order to feel fulfilled. So yeah, I don't know if you looked it up or. Yeah, it would take me just a second because I follow this astrologer and she posted like the whole schedule of them. So I was like totally going through the other day, but I'm a Sagittarius sun sign. So oh, cool. I definitely know a lot about the Sag life and then my whole chart is pretty much, I'm an Aquarius moon mm-hmm. and then um, a rising cap. And then everything else in my chart is cap or sag other than like one other one. Wow. Like, I mean, when I was reading, I was like, is this wrong? So I like went to another website and I'm like, whoo, that's a lot of shit going on there. (laughs) Well, I'd be happy to do a reading for you. So it'd be so fun to see. Yeah, that would be fun. I would love that. Um, well, tell us a little bit about what Spiritual Millennial is doing with your coaching practice, because I've seen you on social media and all, you know, all the places, but I'd love to know more about what you're offering to the community. Absolutely. So I specifically focus on women. Now, I've had a few male clients, so I don't exclude that, but my main, um, you know, ideal client is the woman that wants to heal her confidence. She wants to heal her confidence and, uh, you know, use that uniqueness to finally step out and own it. And a lot of my clients, like, they're the women that, um, you know, they're hiding in the background, but they know they should be on stage. But there's something that happened in their past or there's some sort of, you know, incidents that kind of chipped away at their confidence. So they don't feel like they're at that level where they just didn't give a fuck anymore and they just went after their dreams and they took risks. And there's a part of that. There's they're hiding and they're ready to stop hiding. They're ready to get out of their cage and, you know, start going after their dreams. Because a lot of times, you know, everybody I truly believe knows what they want deep down inside, but they need 
they need help finding their way back. So I love working with my one-on-one -on -one clients doing that. And lately, so there's a couple different offerings. So I have a law of attraction boot camp for people that want to understand um, how to manifest in a consistent way and I break down all the steps that people aren't really telling you when it comes to manifesting it's not just thinking about it and getting it there's a lot of things that you have to do before that and then after that um, and then the the newest thing that I'm doing is the birth chart reading so I'd, I'd love to offer you a complimentary one because I've been studying that lately um, and I've read over 50 birth charts now and every single person is like how did you just like know my deepest secrets? <laughs> I love it. So it's so cool. And my one friend who I just actually talked to yesterday, I read her birth chart in, um, it was like at the end of August. And I, you know, I just, I met her briefly and I was like, okay, like she didn't even tell me what her plans were as far as professionalized. And I was just reading her chart and I was like, you know, I don't know um, if you ever thought about this, but you're really great at, with children, you're really great at communicating with them. And you have a very like, um, you're meant to share some sort of message. Little did I know in the back of her head, she's been thinking about writing a children's book and she started it, but then stopped and then started it and then stopped. And she couldn't get herself to finish it because there was some fear in there. It was like, am I even can I even write children's book? And then after that, she called me yesterday. She was like, I just want to tell you, like, after you read my birth chart, like you catapulted me to move forward with my book. And now I'm almost finished. I'm just going back and forth with illustrators. And that, it was just so incredible to know that like you could take something so woo woo and actually ground it and help people use it as a tool and as motivation and give them confirmation that they're on the right path. That is so amazing. And I'm so glad she manifested that book. That's so cool. <laughs> and just put it into action. Like sometimes you just need like a yes from like a coach or the universe or however it comes to you. So true. Send you into your abundance. That's so cool. Um, I was gonna ask you like what it like what do you recommend for someone who's you know having trouble like stepping out? Um, what do you normally tell someone who's you know, has that feeling like they know they need to be out there sharing their message, but doesn't feel validated. Um, you know, just that resistance where they maybe are going to post that thing on social media or they're going to put themselves out there, but they just constantly keep the wall up. Yeah, absolutely. I would say it always starts by first starting with like the why, like, why do you want to share this? Because if it comes from a place of, um, I want to share it because this helped me, so I just want to spread this message um, and hope it just touches one person, then just do it. You know, just put us, if, if people are scared to start um, putting themselves out there, the best way to practice is a story, an Instagram story, because it disappears in 24 hours anyways. So if they're scared to put it on a static post or something, you could just put up a story and just know that in your heart, it's like touching someone um, and reaching people. But if they're saying like, you know, I want to, I want to put this up there because I want the validation of the likes or the comments or, you know, the acknowledgement for my peers, then you're always going to lose that game. You're always going to lose. So I like, when I first started the spiritual journey, a lot of times I didn't, 
think I, I didn't say I want to be a spiritual coach and then start reading spirituality. It was that it was nowhere near my radar. I just started reading about spirituality and it truly helped my mindset, my heart, the, my internal peace. And I just had so much knowledge. I didn't want to like word vomit to the stranger next to me. So I needed this creative outlet and I was like, all right, I'm just going to write about it. And I remember just writing it out there writing a blog, putting it on my Facebook. And I was just like, all right, whoever's going to read this is going to read this. Because um, when you think about all the people that you've read or you've listened to or you've heard and, and imagine like, wow, if that person didn't have the courage to speak up and, and share their message, I might not be in the, the space, the headspace I'm in right now. So that's the best way, thing that I would suggest. It's just like know that if you're wise because you want to help people, you can't go wrong. And to start small by just putting up a IG story or just putting up one blog post. And you'll see that you're, you're going to be so happy that you just put it out there. Then if you're like, oh, I need to get this many likes. Right. That's amazing. The why is so important. And I think majority of people from what I've experienced have like a pretty, pretty deep vulnerable why and a pretty good reason to want to share their beautiful stories and lessons that they've learned and tools that they've put in their toolbox over the many years. Yep. Oh, gosh, I, mean, I always think like the people that are the most spiritual or the most like very open have actually been through the hardest battles. Oh yeah. Like I've talked to a few people about this when, um, I don't know, like when I talk about like abortion or, you know, those heavier topics, um, or more like depression, like more medical view topics. And you have like a therapist talking to you who maybe has never experienced depression or never experienced abortion or whatnot. And they're like, okay, well, these are the tools you need to use. I've just always been like, okay, but like, what did you read this in a book? Like, how did you, like, you know, how do you know this is going to work versus, you know, going to the coaches that specialize in these exact things, knowing that they've overcome this specific situation themselves. The healing takes like, it's like a snap of a finger versus like 10 years of therapy that like might not ever break the surface. So true. You make such a good point there. Like, I think that's why the coaching world is so beautiful because there's, you know, so many different coaches out there, but they've emerged because they've overcome, you know, some sort of challenge or some sort of programming that they've adopted from their ancestors or their parents and all this, and they've broke through it and they want to help you do the same. It's all, it's so like, um, how do you say like eerie how a lot of my clients and I'm sure you feel the same way are literally just like five steps behind you. I was like, it's right. Like I remember one client was literally, she had the exact same internship I had. She went to, she lived in the exact same city I used to live in when I was like 22 and it was like all the things. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I know exactly where she is because I literally was that girl. So you bring up a really good point on like when you, go through it you're that's that's the beauty um so I have so many thoughts I will I want to say like if someone's going through something right now the biggest motivator to get them through it is to know that 
God gave you this, the universe gave you this challenge because the universe, your higher self knows that you can overcome it. And you're supposed to use that pain and turn it into a purpose. Exactly. And the things you stumble across are the little markers, the little signs from the universe that this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Like if you're listening to this podcast right now, like maybe there's something like Shannon or myself have to offer, or, you know, you want to start a business and you can take away that you, this is a yes to start that business or to get that domain name or start that blog or, you know, whatever that tiny step, you don't have to have like a multi-million dollar business tomorrow. You know, obviously let's be realistic, but take that tiny step into the direction of your yes and your truth. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Say yes. yes. <laughs> Call it in. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. This has just been such a beautiful conversation. As always, we always get, you know, so deep and it always goes in all the right ways. Well, thanks so much for having me on. And I want to just leave your listeners off by saying if you're having trouble making a decision, take, uh, you know, at like, an hour or two and just to go somewhere with nobody else, turn your phone off and just sit with your thoughts. Cause we try and go to so many people and say, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? And we look for the outside, the answers outside of us when your answers are always within. But what if I'm like the person that can't turn their phone off and the thought <laughs> of that makes me like want to crumble and die. Well, then you need to talk to either Maddie or I. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now I like love turning my phone off. Like I literally will go like camping somewhere where I know there's no reception and I'm just like, Oh, sorry. I've been out of service. Did I miss like 40 calls? My yeah. bad. Like, Every single night now I turn my phone on airplane mode. Oh, I just don't want any like radiation. I don't want any distractions. So I think this is also, gosh, we just keep on going, but just side note, um, I see like a new sort of um, topic about technological health. Oh, yeah. How to be like how to be healthy when it comes to social media, your phone, your computer, Netflix, Disney Plus. Like there's right. this conversation that didn't exist in the past that it really is affecting us. How much we consume and how we consume is affecting our our overall wellness. Oh yeah, it goes hand in hand with drug abuse, obesity, you know, food abuse, alcohol abuse, like the phone abuse is equally as poisonous as any of those things. Ooh. It's scary. <laughs> and it's like you don't, you know, there's not like a direct like you're not gonna get fat from using your phone. You know? <laughs> so it's like, okay, like right. it takes a lot longer for you to realize there's like this deeper problem and this wound. So it's a little bit more dangerous. Like you know, it's not going to manifest as fast as like a drug addiction would. Exactly. Whew. But yeah, so watch out for your phones because they are taking over. Little robots are going to be right. planted in our brains before I we do it. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so for the finishing question, I would just love to know any self-care routines that you do regularly or have recently started. Yes, absolutely. So every morning I do meditate. I think that's so important. And so I'll 
play. Um, I have my, my own meditation playlist on Spotify. They're usually Kundalini songs or just instrumental songs. And I'll just close my eyes and meditate and I'll just visualize, you know, my heart really being grateful for everything that I have in my life. And then I start to visualize, you know, what I want to create and what I want to call in. And that really just primes my day up and primes my energy. Um, and then another thing I do is I do tapping. So I really love tapping. It helps me move out the motions because um, there's that, that mental energy and then there's that physical energy. So I, I really love tapping because it helps dissolve both of the chaos mentally and the energetic. Um, and then I always like to go at least work out for 30 minutes. Hence why I'm in my workout clothes because um, what I've noticed is when I don't do any sort of movement, I feel my body being stagnant and I feel like this, this energy is stagnant. And it's almost like when you work out, you create energy. So when you're in this creative state, you're able to give more and, and um, do more versus like still running on like, oh, I'm depleting my energy. My, my body is just running on, you know, this mode of taking instead of creating. I love it. I think those are all wonderful morning routines or just daily routines for anyone that resonated with any of those or might even be doing them already. Perfect. Yay. Well, where can people find you if they want to learn more and get in touch? Yeah, they can find me on my Instagram, um, at Shannon Taruk. Uh, also, my website has information for one-on-one -on -one coaching and the Law of Attraction Bootcamp. Perfect. I will link everything in the show notes so they can easily click away and find you. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the Outcome Mastery interview series. Thanks for having me, Maddie. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.